Hey, hey, t- hey test one, test how do, two. How do we do this? Where's that? Where's that cord? What does this cord go into? Oh, I shouldn't do that. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Okay, got her. Okay, we're good. Did. It's been eight months since we last recorded. We have three mics, several cans of Coke. It's Saturday, and we're wearing trousers. Hit it. This is the Art of Warcast, a podcast about card games and board games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, Carl Anderton, and Doug Keister. Hey, OP, wake up. We gotta pull over. All right, welcome. I'm Tobin Lopez. I'm Carl Anderton. I'm Doug Keister. What are we up to today, Carl? Today? Today. What about the last eight months? In that time, Keyforge is still in limbo. Ashes seems to be online only, at least in Colorado. But Rivals is going well with new cards releasing soon and organized play. Remember when that was a thing? We'll discuss all of this and more. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we're back. Um, Apparently. It's been, it's been a long time. Well, uh, we, we, uh, life has gotten in the way, right? Uh, okay, I'm Doug's not going to say we're back yet because yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. once we hit like... Two or three episodes in a row, then I can say we're back. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is the first step. There we go. Let's say yeah. that. Let's say that. We get, we have to take the first step before we can get to the third step. Right. right. Yeah, but you're right. You're Because right. we said we're back last time, and I think we got six episodes back. in the can for season two, or five episodes in. For, I don't in remember. For it. Yes, because this it is wasn't episode that many. six. We I mean, we're about five. as back as we ever are, so we'll take it. So, yeah. you know. If Carl could ever not work... <laughs> Then maybe we could do this more. It's not even the working; it's being the, the, the being available to work, the gig style economy. So you know, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and it's real life, right? Things things yep, yep. get in, things get in in the way, and uh, things take us out of it. And to some extent, we also need the passion to do this. We need we need to want to talk about something. And, and the, for the last few months, the three of us, along with others, some locals, have been playing a lot of rivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're playing it often enough that we're getting an idea of what we like about the game, what we don't like about the game, how it works, how it doesn't, how we, even, we want to play it, how we, organized play is happening. Right. Organized Two play. of us Remember even that? went to a tournament. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. <laughs> what, wait, it's it, it was an actual in-person tournament. In-person tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, two weeks ago from when we're recording? It's was June 11th. Wasn't it last week? It was May 21st, so three weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm out three of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Three weeks ago. Um, that was the Prince of the City tournament f- in Fort Collins. Like to, to kind of recap, where we where have we been for the last eight months? Right. Well, Keyforge is still in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Garfield posted something on Board Game Geek posts on on their discussion boards there, uh, well, talking about Fantasy Flight making an effort. So Richard Garfield did post that and got people excited. This this happened about a month ago, and said you know they're working hard on it, but no time frame. You know, I think he left us with a hopeful. Software um, development hopeful takes time. That you know, that's that's the industry I work in. It isn't like a you know, turn on a dime, get you know, ch- crying something Close. out, get it done. That happens sometimes, but it takes a lot of human effort that you don't see behind the scenes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of money. So if you can throw a lot of money and a lot of people at a problem, you can crank something out very quickly. If you don't have a lot of money or don't have a lot of people, it's going to take more time right. to, to get a quality product out. So with the new algorithm and these, you know, moving it or at least partially to an online experience and all the things that Fantasy Flight 
talked about in the uh, announcement of the hiatus, it's going to take more time. Right. Exactly. Now, exactly. The, the problem with that is, is that there's a window. At some point, and that point is coming a lot quicker than Fantasy Flight might either be aware of or you know be capable of hitting, the, the, the community is going to move on. At some point, it's going to be yeah. like, this is taking too long. We can't wait in limbo anymore. We're going to go play Soul Forge Fusion or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Soul Forge Fusion is coming out, and it sounds like a good game. Although it's, uh, and and I, I'm, I don't take my word for it, and I probably shouldn't say anything, but it's a five-lane game that where you're trying to kill the other person, right? So Pretty much, yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of a weird, it's, it's uh, Soul Forge with uh, kind of a unique deck or unique half deck mechanics. Right, you take two right. unique half decks, you jam them together, and you have a a unique deck. Right. So it, it kind of fills a little bit. It's it's obviously it's not an exact apples to apples, but it does kind of fit in that keyforge kind of niche, possibly for some people. Yeah, mm. but the gameplay is different, right? That's that's yeah, where keyforge's I mean, gameplay that's, that, is very yeah. unique. That's that's always a big question. There is like you know we can we can pick out several hundred. If not, if not thousands of little dueling card games, right? But the details are generally in the card interactions. They're generally in the style of play, right? We just don't know, don't know that yet. That's what right. made Keyforge stand out. You describe yeah. Keyforge to someone, and they go, "Oh, okay." And then you actually handle the cards and see something rather different, you know? Yep. Yeah. Because Keyforge isn't necessarily about fighting. Yeah, for starters. Right. Yeah. Like, well, Keyforge totally isn't about fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's going on with Keyforge. So, Ash is related. Like Doug and I, we've, we're subscribers for the Team Covenant stuff. We've gotten our cards, but honestly, since last November, yeah, we I, haven't played. I uh, can't. For, uh, yeah, I don't remember the last time we played. It must have been like October or November of last year. It's yeah, been, yeah, you know, what almost nine months. Yeah, we haven't played in real life because the 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 small group that was coming to Total Escape, you know, winter in Colorado, the holidays hit, then winter hit. And we didn't really meet at Total Escape for about two months. And it was snowing every Wednesday like clockwork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For like three <laughs> weeks in a row. It'd be sunny and clear. But then su- Wednesday morning, it would it would dump eight inches of snow. Well, certainly during the rush hour, it would hit, which is always oh, yeah. the problem, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, a number, number of times that happened was definitely planned, yep. clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so we It was played. a perfect storm, so to speak, <laughs> to, kill the, yeah, to kill exactly. momentum. Exactly. We, so we haven't played. There's not a lot of like a robust community on Ash Techie. Like I I I can play during the day, but during the day there's no games going on, right? Keyforge Online, the the Crucible Online, has anywhere from nine, ten to twenty five games going on at any one point during the day. There's people that are just more used to playing Keyforge Online than they are playing Ashes on Ash Techie, and I just I might play, but I, I love really, the cards. I I, I like sitting with the cards i like mm-hmm. playing the game physically i've i played in the first AshCon. yeah 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 it got steamrolled hard but it just didn't it didn't do it for me um ashes I, might be one of those ones where um there's a fair bit going on on the table right you know you, you escalate to quite a few things happening even even in a fairly simple deck and I haven't tried it online, but my suspicion would be that kind of like some of the big uh, um, digital-only deck builders and stuff, that you get to a point of, I do a thing, and the game kind of goes, right, wham, all this happens. And you go, cool. I'm not entirely sure how we got there, because right, I didn't have exactly. to do it myself. And, and, and then it's a bit <laughs> yeah. of it. And, and so I, 
a long time ago when we used to record a whole uh, whole different podcast i used to talk about the cognitive load involved with playing um conquest on octagon Mm -hmm. right how you have to mouse over the cards to see what planets are there what people are there so i'm spending time just trying to see what's out there then i'm not spending enough time thinking about what's out there and that's a little bit of what's happening with ashtaki is that you do one thing it says okay what do you want to do with that the, this that and the other thing this that and the other thing this that and the other. so it's a chain reaction there's a lot going on and i don't have the cards memory like the art isn't ingrained in me mm-hmm. and it almost never will be with any game well let's be you know ashes looks gorgeous but in terms of actually um like high impact information delivery, it could be a little stronger. Yeah. Like it has some simple stuff, and then there's a lot of text and very very pretty. There's looking. a lot of yeah. use you know. of symbology in, yeah. on the cards, and, and saying not distinct stuff. If you think of FFG style, where you can you can see color and shape and style, and go, oh mm. yeah, these things stick out, yay. And I mean rivals, you can complain as much as you like about how goofy some of the rival symbols are, but you can identify them they across, a, across a table very distinctly. Yep, you know yep. very clearly. Yep. So. So, yeah. the, I mean, I, I really, I, look, I, I got my Ashes cards. I got my uh, last two decks uh, for the time. Not the last two time dice decks, but the last two that were delivered. I the think last two have, shipments, you mean, or the last yeah, two? The, mm-hmm. We've got, we have five of the seven now, right? Um, yeah. There's one the more, there's I one think. More, there's one more pair coming. Yeah. I there's think one there's more one pair more pair coming. coming. So, um, I yeah. hope to play that game again. I, you know. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a good game. It I is. like it. Um, they're talking about doing like a PVE or something like that. At least that's what I, I heard a rumor mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, you know, we we play tested the um, Fulang Shadow, the final expansion to L five R, and that was fun. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And so you know maybe maybe uh, you know player versus deck, player versus environment, whatever you want to call it. Maybe that mode for Ashes will be fun. Yeah. Maybe it's something that would that would be great to play. But I have to admit, I am not jazzed to pull the cards out, build decks, play the game. It. it I like the game. But yeah. When there's when nothing, there's... there's nothing that is making you know is like grabbing my interest saying yes you know let's play let's do this let's you know yeah Yeah. i didn't want to put words in your mouth but i'm in the same state yeah there's it's it's a perfectly nice game but nothing is seizing me and there's and when because like obviously as we've talked and and we've shown we have a limited limited amount of time for our hobbies like the three of us are grown men with other things going on and i've got a new job that is taking up a lot of my time yep you've got a new job and so working we for have, a startup company will do that. Yep. We Wait have a, a limited amount of time, a limited amount of games, game time each week. And when you're looking at, okay, well, we can play Ashes or we can play Rivals or we can play Energy Empire, Cold, Cold War expansion, or we can play Wingspan or we can play Rivals again. Like there's, it's just, it's not getting I, to the table. It's a good game. Ashes yeah. is a good game, but it's not getting to the table. Oh, yeah. No. And yeah. like, to, you know, it, okay. The comparison between the, the most apples to apples comparison that you had there was, you know, Ashes versus Rivals. Right. Rivals is interesting to me. The, the multiplayer aspect of it, the, I, the card interactions, the, the game mechanics, it's a well-designed, well-defined 
playable game and that is what is like capturing my interest right now like ashes i like the dice I, the mechanically it's unique and and kind of special and the art is good but just the the actual gameplay just isn't drawing me in the way that gameplay for rivals does well and and it, here's what i realized about rivals that and i haven't played ashes for long enough but rivals you can win when you're when you have three agenda points and the other people have six or nine or eleven, yeah, multiple. you can win because you asked your rival. You just have your rival ends up getting themselves into a weak position, and you just go plow them right out of the game, and you win. And it's that comeback. It's that anything can happen until somebody wins. That's really cool. The swings are they, they will come out of left field. It, that, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it was the first question when the game came up: is multiple win conditions? Yes, excellent. Yeah, that's that's basically multiple yeah. win conditions yeah. paired with multiple players, like exactly three so, to yes. four players, yeah. like and th- even three players is I'm noticing because I play some on t- tabletop simulator with some, the online community, and the three player stuff is really tends to be really fast. Four player is absolutely the sweet spot. Yeah, well, four player is the waiting for someone to blink game, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a fairly calm and quiet turn, and he's going to play a fairly calm and quiet turn, and you're, and that guy there is going to play a fairly quiet, calm and quiet turn. And Tobin goes, "Okay, I'm going to gain four points. All right, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. game's actually going it's somewhere. Like, oh, now. Okay, on, hold on. Know, a everyone will take a second. Here's a here's a question for you. Just thought of this. On as much as I've played played Ashes versus Rivals, Ashes, when I think over it, feels like a card game where there's there's lots of interesting interactions within the deck. The parts of your deck and the cards you play seem to interact with each other in very interesting ways. That's true. In Rivals, the cards and things you play seem to interact with the other players in interesting ways, and little less with your deck. I think it's actually a little bit... Let me back up. Probably yeah. to a lesser extent. I, I would agree with that to a lesser extent than Ashes. But people yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely on, play, on the spectrum there's, here. There's definitely yeah. decks there are, are there are interesting yeah. interactions within decks also within, within yeah. Rivals. But, the, but the focus isn't there. You know what I'm saying? When, when you when you're playing the game as well as you can, you're very you're less less like my deck's not giving me my damn cards. You know, I haven't drawn the things I need. You know, my machine's not necessarily working, and you're more what's going on around the table. Yeah, yeah. Because very often it's really easy in, in Ashes just to go. My machine does this like ninety percent of it, and ten percent is what's the other guy doing? Oh yeah, never mind. You know, like whatever I'm doing will be the thing I do, whatever my opponent is getting up to. That's that's a feel. I'm not saying that's a set thing, yeah. but that's a feel. Yeah. And that's I think that is a perfectly reasonable type, kind of style of game. But I think it might be the reason that uh, we're 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 all attaching more to rivals. Well, and yeah. and I think uh, I would agree with you. I would put it this way: that that when you're building a Nash's deck, you're building a machine, mm-hmm. right? That's gonna that that you hope is gonna work in one of several ways. Mm-hmm. When you're building a rivals deck, you're Building a machine to help you win. Yeah, you're building like contingencies right? and interactions. But, yeah, yeah, contingencies and interactions, exactly. Yeah. But but rivals often breaks down to. And I heard um, one of the local, well, not so local, but he he made his way here. Jordan made his way here to Colorado to play in the Prince of the City event in Fort Collins. And he's a big deck builder in the LA um, Southern California. Oh yeah, he area. goes by uh, Levi Rex Jones mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ashes Rival D, Rivals DB. Yep, very mm-hmm. cool. He's very got cool. some really great decks that yep. I'm I'm building, and, and he enjoying. he came into uh, card games playing Conquest, Carl. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so he listened to Traxxas and he listened to us oh, playing, there you go. Oh, there you playing uh, <laughs> uh, talking about L5R as well. 
Anyhow, hi um, Jordan. Still hope you have. Still yeah, hope you're listening still hope to you're us. Listening. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, he's a big deck builder, and he talked about there's be, there's a race. There's kind of there's two types of decks he, as he sees it. Yeah. Sorry if I get this wrong, Jordan. Mm-hmm. That there's a kind of a race deck, mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's a knockout deck. Yeah. And the race deck is one that just pre- that, that's completely and totally focused on 13 agenda points. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to get to 13, and I'm going to try to prevent anybody from stopping me to get to 13. So there's you do that, you get the 13 points, you build your agenda. And I mean, I played with him online, and he had this uh, manipulating the masses, pass the theme, get some points, and he just woo, mm-hmm. ran right through. And he did well. And he, he, I think he won his Prince of the City in the Southern California area. I'm not sure which one, um, by building a attack deck. Just mm-hmm. uh, yep. absolutely oust, oh, terrorize well, the other vampire. So there's, got... there's two things. And I would agree with him that there's those two things. There's a prestige drain as well in there somewhere. Well, but, but I'm not sure yeah. that has, that's, that's, that, he might classify that as a knockout. I mean, it is functionally. It's, a, it's it an is. ultimate yeah. open yeah. self knockout. Well, either. one of the other things that he talked about, while you guys were playing the final round at the tournament, yeah. I was sitting there talking with him, and we had a fabulous conversation about the game. And one of the things that from that conversation that sticks out in my mind is a comment that he made about how the game operates at the table. You want the people around you, the people at the table with you, to play well by people around you playing well that enables you to play better also if people are making stupid moves at the table or you know or you know or you know t- tanking at the table the game is over quickly the the it's less fun that person is going to get themselves knocked out fast and the game is just going to end yeah but if everybody at the game is at, at the table is playing well there's a back and a f- there's a back and forth there's uh, there's more interactions the game gets more interesting and you have to think more and play better and so by all of us talking to each other at, you know, at the table and in between games also about, hey, you know, you have this card in your deck, but it's not quite right. Maybe if you put this card in instead, you know, you might have a better deck. And then that person comes back later and, and that, you know, then that raises them up a notch it, by, by like raising everybody at the table. Everybody has a better experience at the table. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he hit that on the head as one of the things that draws me into the game mm-hmm. you know it like with with something going to go back to ashes for just a second ashes is all about mow down your opponent you know kill their phoenix born mm-hmm. you know win the game yep yeah it's maybe a little more it, i mean most games it's a little more interesting if your opponent is better in in rivals it it gives you more opportunities to win the game if everybody at the table is better Mm-hmm. Because they're making moves, and you're you're looking for openings, and someone might you know make a really good move, but that also gives you a fantastic opening to do something really cool and and change the state of the game mm-hmm. and swing it in your favor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and like in terms of playing well competitively, um, in a in a game of rivals, the interesting part there that unlike a a one-on-one single-player game, we're using Ashes as an example, but it's any any dueling game. You don't really want to race ahead, you know. In in a, in, a, in a usual card game, if you're playing L5R or whatever, then you know if your deck does what it's supposed to do, you get the things you want. You plow forward, you nail the opposing guy to the wall. Great job done. You do and that. You, in rivals, and you want to do it as fast as you can. Yeah. You want to smash. Yeah, you want to. You want Hulk smash. <laughs> right. Gotcha. I'm glad you added Hulk smash. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. You know. So you get in there, get the job done. Right. Not. This is not getting better, is it? Wow. Okay. <laughs> but 
in on rivals, the rest of the table will go no. Like the game is designed where people will go, uh, hold on a second, we're not happy about this. We you have to be a little more subtle and circumspect. It's the um, what I would call the warring state syndrome. You know, four big nations, all of which are friends, honest, but one of them is going to win. They're in competition still. And if anyone looks like they're getting ahead, the other three will jump in. And what's cool about the rival stuff is, like you say there, if you have one good player and three weak ones, then that starts to fall apart. And you get a less interesting game. And the stronger player actually wants three better players because he will just stand out and get ganked. You know, he'll just get jumped and, and wiped out. And balancing that, there's so many times... Where I've, I, you know, you know the kind of decks I've been playing. You talked about race decks earlier, or racing decks, speed right, decks, right, right, you know? right. Decks I, that race yeah. to thirteen. Yeah, I was going to say, no, calling it race deck is even worse. Wow, this is not going well. Um, so a, spe- a high speed deck, a, 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 a fa- fast finish. You know, again, this is not. This is getting great. Um, a rocket deck. <laughs> thank you, rocket deck. No, that's still speed. bad too. Okay, anyway, yeah. So you got that start, that kind of thing there. And I'm looking at like running playthings for Torridor and going, oh, I can get two points a turn all game to the end of the game, and I can, and I can do it from action one right right but doing that immediately is all hi i'm the target come get me you know i am about to get the shit kicked mm-hmm. out of me because here i am and you that's know. that's what sometimes happens with the thin blood deck that i played at the tournament that, that i've been playing for months you know i'm using the pit and uh, strength and numbers and when i get all seven thin bloods out which i do mm-hmm. i'm getting you know I'm, I, I'm getting i'm putting them in the streets and, and getting to a turn with the way that you know, thin bloods build each other up. It it can be difficult to to smack me down, mm-hmm. and so yeah. And then I start you know building up and very quickly get to ten, eleven agenda points. Yeah, I think as well. Thin bloods have a rep. I mean, certainly after we played them at Gen Con, there's a rep mm-hmm. of like, oh god, thin bloods on the table, and the whole table goes, okay, how are we handling this? I mean, we've heard from other metas that, um, however, it's actually playing out. Hold the herd gets viewed a similar way. A deck is revealed to have hold the herd, and the table goes, "Okay, how are we going to manage this? Right, you know, right. what are we going to do?" And that's well, the good it, part about the game. And the thing about rivals is, and we've we've coached the local player who who wants to go out and win turn one. Like, you know, he's he's <laughs> yeah. he's a good player. He's he's becoming a better player. He's won a couple games, but we we had to talk him back because all he wanted to do was kill vamps on the first turn. Like yeah. He wanted to win turn one. I will. I'm third player. My rival is player one. I will try to oust my first, the first player, mm-hmm. by sending both of their vampires to torpor. He always managed to. He seemed like he's over committing himself. Yeah. He would just overstretch so himself and seemed and he had nothing. To, he had to re- he was he over committing himself. And you have to, you have to slowly build. It's go, it's a game that doesn't isn't won on the first turn. Even with with a, ex- with a few exceptions, well, of course. Even with a race but. deck, even with a, a race deck, yeah. rocket deck, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. speed deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've, I've made him self conscious now. It's fine. Call it what you're going to call it. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever we're whatever yeah. you know. Wake, wake, nudge, nudge. Yeah, we're, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, there we go. go. Yeah. <laughs> that still, you have to pace yourself. You have to build up. You have to, you know, put pieces. You have to put pieces together to. Make sure that not only are you getting your agenda race condition going, mm-hmm. but that you're not going to leave yourself exposed to someone coming and smacking you down and doing something horrible to yeah. you and, and knocking is, you yeah. out of the game. And, and a, a certain degree as well, not looking like you're doing it particularly well so much compared to everyone else. You know, it's the don't right. don't don't be the highest piece of corn because slice. Yes. You know, <laughs> you're going to get cut off. You know. Yeah, and and it's not a, it's a game that's won over a series of turns. It's not really one. 
the, on turn one, even turn two, every mm. once in a while there's a something goes sideways mm-hmm. and someone makes a miscalculation and uh oh, it yeah. opens up the and that, op- opens up that the goes back to even just to the, the design of the game. Totally, mm-hmm. yeah. You know you, the the comment that we've talked about before from from Matt Hira about why there's no mulligan. Mm-hmm. Right, because right. that was that was causing too many first turn wins. Yeah. Oh, I mean, fun- functionally first turn wins. Yeah. Someone yeah. getting a, such a first turn that they would win. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. So uh, okay, so we talked about rivals a lot. I want to I want to kind of set the stage a little bit to talk about it a little bit more. One of the reasons that we've been playing it, I think, is because there is OP. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like ashes and plaid hat have done a good job of producing the cards. It's not coming out like as on a schedule they would have liked. They've, I'm sure. they've had a lot of hiccups. They're, they're, they're but producing they had the one OP kit and then that's been it They're right. They have, they had Ashcon two, a couple of weeks ago that, that took place. Well, they're holding a Gen Con tournament. And they are doing, they are doing organized play prizes for the Ashcon events. They're doing those, uh, translucent, uh, dice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is nice, but, but those are all online. Those are right. those are online events. You get they're, you know you get scores of people coming from across the world, and they're only doing like the was it the top four, top eight, top top sixteen? I'm not sure what. But it, it's it's yeah. only the top people that get the prizes. Yeah, right? it doesn't matter. There's no there's no participation prizes that I know of. Like I don't remember getting anything like participation ish for no. Ashcon one. But you know, with rivals, what they're doing is they're, they're doing participation prizes, and they're putting out these nice kits for and and the kits are getting better. Yeah, the first three kits for season one. Were a little me, a little man. They were four cards, like literally four cards mm-hmm. and a mat. Yeah. So that was a little bit iffy, but they're getting better. Like Matt Holland heard the feedback, said, "Okay, we're going to go now. It's either eight or a dozen cards, a mat, and some other counters." Right, and we right? got so they're making it work a little. bit We better. got the acrylic leader tokens. Those were those are really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. at Prince of the City. Yeah, at Prince of the City, yeah. and we got they we got the acrylic uh, the uh, acrylic uh, agenda uh, mm-hmm. cards. And fear, yeah, the, the, the haven. Those were nice, yeah, mm-hmm. and the fear, mm-hmm. fear ones, right? Am I going mad? No, 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 no. no, 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 just no. The, stuff? The, the stuff that we got last yeah. year. Oh, at yeah, yeah, the Gen yeah. Those Con guys is too. What, yeah. What, yeah. what is the participation prize for the Prince of the City stuff? Oh, I see. Gotcha. So, yeah. so, yeah, and that's that's the big thing, right? Op is happening. Official op, right? Like Prince of the City, they're having primit- They're having a conclave of uh, the conclave event at Gen Con. They're having a team event at Gen Con. They're having these other things at Gen Con, and yeah, Gen Con is important. But they're following it up, and they just announced this a couple of days ago. They're going to have a Primogen event, whatever it might be. It's going to be store based, so you're going to it's going to so be, it's going to be a store championship, be a series of series of nice. events, and then the winner hmm. is somehow crowned your Primogen of your store, right? That's cool. Okay. Yeah. That's what games need. That's what these games that we've been playing need Keyforge is on hiatus Keyforge is the exception so we're really kind of focusing on Rivals and Ashes because that's for, what we played lately for those of you out there that Ugh. are in you know playing online and enjoying the Ashcon events and stuff like that you know we're, we're not against those we're just no old. absolutely oh, not no. we're just old we like physical cards well I mean <laughs> you, I think you've hit a point there talking about like even just thinking of the name of the um, store championship equivalent there I think one big advantage Rivals has that we have to accept is kind of like L5R's one, is a meaningful section of people coming in and they're going, oh, it's a Vampire the Masquerade game. Great. It's a known and like, IP. You know, what, what, how's it played? Yes. Sorry? It's a Vampire the Masquerade game. Great. I want to get involved in the clans. I want to get involved in the vampires. I want to get involved in the world. And I think that's another advantage Rivals has, is the setting and style for Ashes is great, but Rivals really does immerse. 
Like you feel mm-hmm. like you're playing as part of the of the group of people fighting over the city and picking off little mortals. And because you can come from behind and you can be the least likely of the four players to win and you can actually come through with the win because of something that the other two players do to each other. That's a little bit like Netrunner. As a as the net runner as the runner, you steal that seventh agenda point just by blind freaking luck. Skin of your right? teeth. Skin of your mm-hmm. teeth. Run hey, click four. I just did yeah. this. I just won. I'm so cool. Like yeah. yeah like but there well, and, and the game itself, the game of rivals itself is interesting. Yeah. Because I like, you're socializing with people. You're socializing with more than one other person. I do like the 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 comparison you just made. Because I there's not often, but there's been times in playing Netrunner, both when it's still in the FFG days and a couple times when playing with Nisei, where you know I'm sitting there as the runner going, you know, if I, if I don't do something quick, I'm, I'm I'm dead. And so it's a case of, well, he's playing Jinteki, and this is probably a bad mood, but, you know, run click four mm-hmm. with two cards in your hand. And, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a move that's either going to kill you outright or win you the game. And you know, it's like, okay, get into R&D, pull a card. Hey, look, it's Agenda Point Seven. I've had that happen, and it's a great feeling. And that, and that's you're right that that sort of situation where, you know, it's that you can it, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. Yeah, that mm-hmm. there's like, there's, there's like, a, <laughs> yep. what, I was, mm-hmm. what I was gonna say was you make a desperation move, mm-hmm. and it pan, it pans out for you. That happens in Rivals. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the big advantage too, as well, is for me in Rivals there is a skill to finding and exploiting those. There is some luck involved, no two ways about it. Oh, but totally. We talked, we talked about manipulating people at the table, and you kind of do have to. You kind of have, to, you know, the simple level of, that guy's overhead, ahead over there. Maybe you should play your thing that makes him lose a point, you know, right? Right, you right, know, right. Simple, and going right through to, to looking at the table state, looking at who's going to probably do something next turn, and making your moves based on that in the right. hope that things go your way. Well, and you know? also, you know, relating that back a little bit to the everybody playing better at the table makes you better. Exactly, yeah. There are times when it's like, you know, someone will say, I, you know, I'm going to exhaust this vampire to attack this vampire. No, 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 you don't want to do that. Yeah. Attack this other vampire instead. That's a mm. better move. Yeah. And if, if the person listens to you, they come out better for it mm. and in a, in a slightly better position. But then you, yeah. it's a, but it's also a political thing where it's like, I'm trying to open up uh, an advantage for myself at the same time. Yeah. But, you know, so that person, if they attack, you know, vampire A, they may not, it, it's not going to go the way they, 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 possibly think it's going to go. But if mm-hmm. they attack Vampire B, it's going to go better for them and they're going to put them in the position they actually want to be in. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It just also and, happens and, to have an added effect of working out for me better. Precisely. Right, and, yes. and there's yeah. there's a bit of that. So one of the detractions from that is that going back to your point before, like all players have to play the, to their best. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't, if, you, if I'm across the table and you're not doing so well, but what you do affects me, right? Mm-hmm. Then I want like I've had people try to convince me to do something. It's like, well, you know, you're just gonna help make them stronger. I'm like, I'm trying to do some this so that the, the so I I'm trying to do X so that somebody does Y so that another person does Z. And then, because if then, I don't do that, then I don't increase the chances of if that doesn't happen, I don't have a chance of winning. So I need to try to have X, Y, and Z happen by doing X, even though X kind of hurts this person. Right, mm-hmm. I'm looking for to to start a chain of events. Yeah, and if you don't, if people don't know who you are, if they 
if they have like, well, you haven't been playing very well now. What's going on? Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of like, well, king making, right? People yeah. talk about king making. So there is a little bit of that. Sometimes a weaker player, the weakest player mm-hmm. has to do something desperate to try to get some points out of it so that they're not the weakest player mm-hmm. when the game ends. Right. So there's a that's one of the detractions. But that happens so very rarely. And I'd say as well, I think you can actually, in some ways, kind of summarize the interesting part of playing at a rival's table in a couple of cards that exist in the game. Because what's one haven that shakes up the entire game when you see it turned over? It's Dragon's Roost. The ability mm-hmm. to, for you to go and get in on someone else's interactions and go, no. Right. Yeah, not, 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 not ones necessarily directly related to you. It wants to go, oh, no, 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 you're not killing that guy over there. You're not killing his guy. I'm going to stop that. And it's everyone talks about how much it's like. Oh, that's it. I, 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 the table is table has suddenly gone. Dragon's crazy. Roost yeah. can yeah. be game warping. Yeah, and I think it's entirely intentional. It's, it's designed through an understanding of how the game should be played and how it works mm-hmm. well. And that's really inter- really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to so piggyback on that, so one of the things in addition to OP, mm-hmm. and this is something that the three of us have not been used to because we've been playing FFG games for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, they release. They are more willing to release errata. Mm-hmm. To to make errata to cards, it with they give you a thirty day window. Mm-hmm. But Matt Hira is like, hey, you know what? This is being used in a way that I hadn't intended it for to be used, and it's and yes, it's within the rules. So we're changing the card. Yeah, boom. They I, changed Hunter Hunters. They yeah. changed um, the punchy punchy Bruja card that I can't remember. Sucker punch. Um, Sucker punch. punch. They changed that. They they reduced the. Damage yeah. the base damage to, by from two to one. Mm-hmm. They're also changing the pit. They changed the pit. Yeah, that's a big one. And they're considering changing horde the herd, yeah. because when you have and it's not because there's a single player when there's a single player playing horde the herd. Yeah, whatever. You know everything's copacetic. Yeah. But when there's three, the person who isn't yeah. <laughs> is like. I don't have anything to do. Yeah, I'm not in the same game here. I am not in the same game. Everybody's yeah. everybody has all these points, and I'm toast. Right, so Matt Hira in the last stream that they had on Wednesday nights, um, and it's unfortunate that they're on Wednesdays because I would love to sit there and chat with them and ask them questions. But we're playing our games on yeah, Wednesday night. That's, what right I, now, that's yeah. our vampire Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyhow, Matt Hira said, "Hey, I'm open to hear how we might change Horde the Herd mm-hmm. to make it so that it doesn't have that very um, cumulative impact that it does." Yeah. Like if you are the player, maybe the only one that goes. I yeah, who knows? I don't yeah. play it enough. I know that we have said, okay, yeah, it's a high kind of a high roll thing. Mm-hmm. If there's two of you playing it, if there's a play things in in play, then that's mm-hmm. not. It's horde the herd is a good one, but it's not necessarily the best. So like horde the herd for our group has been a high roll kind of thing. So we don't see it played very often. Yeah. Um, the the point being that not only do they have op, but they are looking at they're constantly looking and they're not shy about pulling the trigger on changing cards to improve the player experience. Did I hear it correctly that there's going to be so, that they're going to be reprinting some of those eroded cards? All of them. Yes, they will be appearing in Heart of go. Europe except for the pit which was just eroded. And there you go. But Sucker Punch and um, Hunt the Hunters and something there's one other card I think they amended. Hunt the Hunters they changed early. Sucker Punch they changed early. Sucker Punch they changed first, then the Hunter Hunters, and I think there's a third one in there. The one that was the Malkavian Haven 
in the pre-con deck where oh. you had to exhaust your leader. Yeah. You don't have to exhaust your yeah, leader anymore. They always felt a little behind. Okay. We've been doing this for years, and the, the conversation about um, functional orata pops its head up every so often, and there's still that little remaining seam of people I generally think of as the collectible card game guys going like, I hate functional orata, I hate my cards changing. But both of them being willing to make the changes, being willing to listen and get them done, and then them physically giving us new copies of the cards, I mean, fucking round of applause. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. That is... No, no, no. Fantastic. And if... And I wish FFG would do shit like that. Yeah, and no, yeah. It needs to be the it needs to be the industry standard. It does. Like, yeah, and they're yeah. not, and because they're not shy about it, people know and they they stick with it. I think yeah. the the end being is like, well, why don't they just errata this thing? In addition, so Heart of Europe is coming. So we ha- they have OP. They have their. We're certain their, about that. They have OP. They have OP. <laughs> we participated in it. They have uh, regular releases. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like Shadows and Shrouds, we're just starting to understand it right now. It feels five minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, I know and, I and we're getting Heart of Europe oh, in two weeks. Oh, but I love the Hakata. Yeah, we're getting oh. Heart of Europe in two weeks. Just, I, I, I so. don't know if you're going to make it this Wednesday, but um, I brought in that um, La Sombra Torido deck the other day, which was a little bit strange. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely um, uh, Jason was sat next to me going, what are you doing? You know, I, I did a quick build on uh, Rivals DB. Uh, I have something odd. For Wednesday, cool. <laughs> like, 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 I'm gonna pull the stuff out and you go. Oh, it's this, and then you're gonna go. Well, I have one repeated clan in my vampires. Oh wow! So six clans out of seven, huh? Yep. All right. <laughs> it's like, oh, whoa. Okay. I'm I'm probably not gonna make it on Wednesday. I have a team building event that evening Woo-hoo! at my new job. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. And then the Heart of Europe comes out in the next couple of weeks, and then the Ravnos and the Shimishi pack is coming out in September, I believe. So it might be a might be an early release at Gen Con, but I think they're scheduled for September. I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to do vicissitude. Yeah, the flesh crafting bit is an interesting one, right? Because we've my first immediate thought was obviously you know literally put attachments on people since that's kind of what it does is add things on and change mm-hmm. them, right? right? But we've had that, so I'm I'm curious to see what how you know we have attachments already. That doesn't sound that remarkably mm-hmm. different. So I'm interested to see how they go around that. Yeah, yeah. Little point that you. Um, you pronounce that um, clan name for me again? I, I pronounce it Zemishi. Okay, interesting. Um, There's we, all kinds of pronunciations. Z- Z- Zemishi is the one I've heard, but I'm not certain. It's a long while back, so I'm curious. I, 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 yeah. I offer no authority. There's Zemishi, there's Zemish, there's, there's now, the all last, kinds of it. The last but the one, one sounds the, the most Slavic. The, Vita, the so, Vita, yeah. Vitesse crowd was Zemishi. Zemishi. Interesting. Was that what we Zemishi. did? It's just yeah, and that's, you know, that's 12 years totally old Totally curious, yeah. Back in the 90s, we called it the Simsi. Yeah, no. Well, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm sure about the start of the word. It's the end. I'm less certain about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know. so I, I think Rivals is in a good place, and because Rivals is in a good place, and we're playing it a lot, we're probably going to play. We're going to talk about it more on this podcast than we talk about the other games. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. we're not yeah. going to talk about stuff we're not well, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad about Ashes. I really do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. Mm-hmm. I, I bought in like I played version one a little bit. Bought the core set. Played it a tiny bit, ended up selling it uh, years ago. <clears throat> when it came back, you know, you've been a big fan of it for years. Like since since it the one what point oh course that you've been a big fan of it, and you you know saw that it was they were doing the reborn and you were gonna buy in hard. So I thought, well, you know, I, I enjoyed the game, so I'll buy in hard too, so that you know we yeah. can play together. Yeah. You know, because that's what we do. We're friends who play cards together. And with all the problems that they've had with distribution, 
you know, getting cards from their printer. I guess the printer's in China still. I yeah, don't I don't know. know. It, I don't yeah. know. It's just been a, kind of a nightmare. Yeah, the, like all the problems they've had with, with distribution, with you know, just fulfilling, uh, keeping keeping cards in you know in the supply chain and all that. I, I feel bad for it because it's like it just it killed the game around here, like just all the all the problems with you know supply chain, yeah, pandemic, yeah. yada yada. yada well, yada. I think between that and and honestly, now that I've now that we've experienced Rivals OP mm-hmm. and how important organized play is. It's to a, to a living game, whether it be a the lack of it know. has killed my interest in Ashes. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yep. And I yep. and I bought the 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 OP kit, like everybody did. Mm-hmm. Like when they when they announced the OP kit, everybody just bought one. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was twenty five bucks. You know, whatever. You know, you, you get the plushie and a, a, a bunch of alternate art cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe that's one of the tricky ones, right? When, when, when everyone's buying the OP, then no one's playing to get them. Or can yeah, no exactly. Be for it, you know. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Total side note: I very quickly tried um, googling um, Zamishi there to look what um, disciplines they have. My phone does not like me trying to put Zamishi into its autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> So that's a, that's a good lead-in to the next topic, Carl, mm-hmm. which is what have we been doing? Like, you know, we've been off the air for eight months, and and I, I've been itching. For, I, I think I told you, Doug, you, I've been itching for about two months. The last two months, I'm like, got to get back to casting, got to get back to casting. <laughs> I just want to do this because I enjoy listening to podcasts. And yeah. right now, mm-hmm. there just aren't enough game podcasts for me to listen to. And I've actually started listening to true crime podcasts. Woo! Well, you can join Jackie on that one. A lot, a lot, a lot of uh, Jackie and I use YouTube, but honestly, a lot of YouTube videos are basically podcasts with nice visuals on them. You know, mm-hmm. like functionally. And so, yeah, she's she is mainlining those recently. Yeah, there, I don't. There's one that I listen to called Crime Junkies. That's pretty good. I've heard that name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we're not covering as many analog games, which we is talk probably about some a other good things, thing. Honestly, right? yeah, it's probably a good thing. Honestly, although. Here we were, we chose three games because we're like, we don't want to go down when one of these games goes down, and here we are back to one game. I think it was an honesty thing. (laughs) I I know, I I think it's fair to say, at least when I was heavily in the industry, compared to most of the other people I gamed with, I played more games, more, more different games more regularly. Like you guys focused in some more fine mm-hmm. on like a, on like like three, yeah. and I'm all no, I've got my toes in two different miniatures games, and well, actually, you know, these are the miniatures games I'm playing. These are the board games I'm currently playing. These are the non-collectible card games I'm currently playing. Here's the collectible card games I'm bringing to you guys in the podcast, right? You know, yeah, and right. so on and so on, you know. Yeah. Right. So, um, so I wanted to open it up to you know what kind of games are you playing that aren't rivals, right? Like, for and I'll kick it off. Like you heard me mentioned earth earthborn games i kickstarted their stuff and i've been listening to their podcast and i'm excited for that game it's a co-op game i think pre-orders are going up for those who didn't kickstart i think pre-orders are going up soon that's a that's a cool little co-op game up to four players um uh brenda and i brenda is is looking forward to playing it so Um, to remind that this is a a narrative focused like non-combative style Co-op game, what I remember, right? Yes. Yes. Very yes. Much a, there's very much challenges. A, there's, yeah. it's a player versus environment. You're, you, there's a main quest. There's side quests, much like an uh, online RPG game or any other RPG game, right? Like any other video game. You, so you, there's a main line, main storyline quest, mm-hmm. but then there's side quests that you come on, and there's choices that you make during the game that 
oh, okay, we're, you're going to go here. And there's a narrative to it. There's yeah. very much a narrative well, to it. Like the, the impression I got from the theme, talking to yourself and looking at the Kickstarter, is that the, the characters you're playing at and the game is encouraging you to find the non-destructive healing the world kind of solutions. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. all it's not fighty fighty. Yeah, exactly. That's, right? that's what There's I'm solutions at, yeah. that are not to kill things. Yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally that, yeah. So. Right. And so I've been very much looking forward to that. There's little pewter figures that they're including in the game and there's all kinds of little stuff. And I didn't Kickstarter I didn't go like all in mm-hmm. but I went in more than halvesies probably. You know, got the expansion, got the pewter set and that kind of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to that in the coming months. Yeah, I've got, that's um, cool. Well, since, since we're talking Kickstarters, I just got charged for uh, Deep Rock Galactic, the board game. And what's that? And Deep Rock Galactic, the video game, is a cooperative um, shooter in the style of like um, Vermintide and Left 4 Dead, four of you cooperating against oh, the okay. world. And the idea is that you're space dwarves mining an asteroid full of, full of aliens. So the, the, the things that make it stick out is very unique character builds, um, a little bit of the non-combative stuff. A lot of the really interesting skills you've got are not about killing things. They're about getting the minerals and getting out alive. Oh, okay. You know, like my favorite class is the driller because all the terrain in the entire video game is destructible. So, oh, okay, so cool. Like, classically in a, in a game... And you kick, it's a Kickstarter for a video game? For a board game Oh, for version. a board game Yeah, version. so in, okay, in the video you. game version, like classic thing will be is you come down through the drop pod, you drill out into some tunnels, you go and do a thing, find your stuff, and then you have to get back to the drop pod alive. And playing the driller, it's a game of, where's the drop pod? That way? Cool. <laughs> Straight line, <laughs> basically, yeah, please follow through. And the board game is looking to do a very nice job of emulating this. They've got some smart design things. They've got some good design stuff. They've gone, they've gone a little bit, you know. Oh crikey, who's the, who's the big board game ones who would always produce stuff that was like five billion miniatures? Simon. Simon, thank you. Yeah, they they, they, look, they have they have the full Simon version where it's every single miniature you can physically think of and the expansions and all the stuff. But their base game is everything apart from the main dwarf characters in high end um, plasticized cardboard cutouts. So the base game should be about sixty bucks, fifty oh, bucks, wow. which for the style of the game is great. I haven't bought that version. I bought the one forever up. You yeah, know, but, yeah. You know, yeah. But and that should be end of the year is the hope. And that's a cooperative, like up to four player. You know, dungeon dungeon crawler basically with some interesting stuff. So yeah, that's actually quite a different style of game than I normally get. So that should be pretty cool. Cool, cool. Well, for me, outside of playing Rivals, I've been doing some uh, role playing. A friend of mine was running us through uh, Curse of Strahd for D and D five E. He had to take a, a break though. So I'm running a cool Powered by the Apocalypse game called Masks A New Generation. That's a lot of fun. If you mm-hmm. like doing teenage drama where you're teenage supers. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the name. I didn't know what it was about. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it's, t- it's totally a teenage supers game, but you know, it's, it's focused more on the teenage drama aspects, not the, like, you don't know how your powers work, you know, you're, you're having problems at school, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. et cetera. So the, yeah, so um, that's kind of fun. As far as Kickstarters go, I skipped the Earthborn Rangers Kickstarter. I looked at it. It didn't seem to be much point of more than one of us out of the group. You know, <laughs> you know. It, it didn't draw me. If the game had at all interested me, I would have kickstarted it. It just doesn't. So, as far as sorry we'll about see. that. I have two co-op, co-op games that I like that I'm going to stick with. Arkham Horror and Marvel Champions. I like both of them. They're... They scratch that co-op itch for me, and mm-hmm. Earthborn Rangers is like, eh, do I need another co-op game? And the theme was just like, it's nice theme, and like the, the art looked good, but it's like eh, gameplay, yeah, not so much. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah. So the Kickstarters I have been backing, I I backed a uh, 
another Powered by the Apocalypse game that's based on Faith No More's first album. That's that's the theme of the game. Okay. <laughs> so it sounded really cool. And uh and ba- and and the the guy who wrote the game actually contacted Faith No More to like get like permission to use like their IP and and like band logos and things like that. And so apparently they were like hyping the game on their own social media channels. <laughs> After he'd taken a little while to explain Neat. what the hell he was talking Neat. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. So that's cool. So it's like, an, the, it's like an official Faith No More role-playing game. It's awesome. That's, that's, um, that's one of those. Yeah, that was not on my bingo card. And, and, they're plan- and, the, so. and the guy's planning to do a, a game for each of their albums. So that's kind of neat. <laughs> uh, so oh. I bought into that. That's just an awesome just like a theme for a game. I'm also uh, one that just uh, funded yesterday is a a remake of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Other Strangeness uh, role playing game from the eighties. Hmm. So it was a, it was a Palladium game that was around for a while that where hmm. Palladium like lost the license and and as, other things as, happened uh, from as, as they did with many. Yeah. 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 Uh, but this is so, this is sort of it's it doesn't use the same IP. It's called like Mutants in the Now, but it's 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 a cleaned up more modern version of that game. So. And it's uh, the ex- and, uh, the first expansion to it. That's mutants in the next was the actual Kickstarter, but I, I Kickstarted for both books. So interesting. That should be fun. fun. You know, just a, you know, kind of a blast from the past. But that's you know stuff that I've been working on. I'm, I'm not when, too. Su- oh, sorry. <laughs> when I haven't been, you know, evacuating from fires and getting new jobs and you know things like that. Yeah. 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 I'm not too surprised they decided not to uh, try on the IP for that one because I think the the Turtles lot are re-releasing one of the old arcade games. There's a there's a remake of that, the uh, Shredder's Revenge mm-hmm. thing is popping up. I just just heard quite recently. So cool, cool. All right, so uh, to close it up, and this might be a kind of a repeat of what we just did, but close it up something good. All right, I got a new car. Well, a new used car. New, cool. New, a new, to, new, new to you car, right? Yeah. It's, well, yeah. yeah. So it's a 2019 Ford Escape. That replaced my 2010 Chevy Equinox. Yeah, it's and uh, that's a nine-year gap. You went up on in in the, the difference in the nearly, nearly just the interior yeah. <laughs> uh, mechanics, the things that the little tools and bells and whistles that are available to you probably shot up. You know, you went up yeah. forward a decade for goodness' sake, right? A touchscreen and backup yeah. camera and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Oh yeah, there you go. All yeah. those little bells and whistles. But yeah, so the the car was. It's, I actually got it from my parents. They they had been leasing it. They the lease ended. They bought it, and then they sold it to me. Oh, and okay, fair enough. Yeah, so it's it's a nice car. It's like the the top end trim level. So it's got the leather seats and heated seats and the heated steering wheel and everything. Whole thing, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice, cool. Carl, one of those ones. A few things I could say. I think I'll go with the most relevant that you both you two guys know about, which is I physically like presented or at least showed to one of you um the starting of a board game and designing mm-hmm. yeah i have um i have settled on something and got as far as actually having some prototypes together so i don't really have a whole ton to say about that right now but yeah it seems to it seems to be more happening than it has done before so maybe in the coming months i'll have a little more to say about um about a functional game you know yeah yeah so that's we'll be happy to we'll be happy to test it for you put yeah, it through the grinder that's uh, on its way you know? <laughs> Uh, for me, I think it's, it's, summer is good, right? I've I've <laughs> I've I had a really stressful. We had a really stressful school year for various reasons, 
while in previous summers I've allowed myself to like let go and like, oh, you know, I'll just do this, that, and the other thing. The last couple of summers have been stressful for good reason, right? 2021, in this, 2020. In, in, in this continuing third year of 2020? Yeah. yeah. But now um, I'm getting to the point where I've got kind of a daily schedule for my summer because um, I don't I'm, – I'm still working but not very much. So I'm trying to work in the mornings and be done by noon and off, right? And then just release instead of uh, last couple of years it's been check in the morning – Check in the midday, check in the afternoon, check in the evening. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so now something good is having a bit of structure to yourself. (laughs) If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at artofwarcast at gmail.com, via Twitter at artofwarcast, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. Please review us on iTunes. It helps others find us. Thank you for listening.